Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I play Tam Rivor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of The Clone Wars. Season 7, Episode 7, Dangerous Debt. Uh, we are in the third episode of the four-episode arc with Ahsoka Tano and the Martez sisters. Uh, it's a nice change of pace from last week. Uh, last week was... Uh, a little more whimsical, laid back. I uh, had the nice homages to Return of the Jedi and to Solo. Uh, but it gets more serious here. It's a one-setting deal. Um, but uh, continuing a really strong arc that's going to take us um, into the last arc of the season. Uh, this was written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray and directed by <clears throat> Saul Ruiz and Bosco Ng. And yeah, and the whole thing takes place on Obadiah, because um, if you remember last week, uh, when they were trying to escape from the Pikes after swindling them on the s- spice that they had jettisoned, uh, we find them in prison. Uh, I think I meant. I can't remember if I mentioned it last week. Um, yeah, I really, I really like the design. Uh, for Obadiah, and it gets even better as they get into the the more sprawling area of the the city. Uh, they're here, but yeah, the Pike Prison is pretty pretty neat. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it all season. The animation looks great, um, but yeah, this is a nice setting with uh, the prison cells with like the energy barriers and um, the geometric design here. <laughs> if you'll notice. Um, We've got some of our Kenner figures imprisoned. Uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, um, you know, it was pointed out by a lot of people, including myself, that some of the citizens down in thirteen thirteen were direct copies of the original Kenner figures of the Cantina creatures. So, a couple of them, I think, Snaggle, the Blue Snaggletooth, and um, uh, Hammerhead uh, wound up in prison here. So that was. A nice reuse of the models, um, but the episode, you know, episode's important in the beginning because we get the story of what happened to the Martez parents. Um, yeah, I mentioned it last week when Trace, all she said was that they split. Um, yeah, I figured there had to be more to it, but turns out, you know, they died when the Jedi were protecting. Trying to trying to keep a ship from going into a public area, but it still took out innocence, which it's you know if you're in a position of power where you can stop one thing, you know you have to realize there's consequences based on what you do. But as it turns out, we did see this, and I didn't have time to go back and watch it, but. Um, I 
think I read it on sci-fi.com, the details. Um, it was uh, season one, episode 22, Hostage Crisis, when Cad Bane breaks Zero, uh, Zero the Hut out of captivity, and then they're escaping, and that's when Cad, he's the one with the red eyes, he shoots at the ship and causes it to veer towards the crowd. And then it's um, Luminar and Dooley and Berezafi who were there. So it was either of them that spoke to Rafa um, after their parents died. Um, probably Luminara. So yeah, um, yeah, go back and watch that episode if you want to see the details. But, you know, it, it's, it's a sad story and it helps to explain, you know, why both of them are on their own, why Rafa especially doesn't trust the Jedi or believe in their cause or what they say their cause is, you know. And, I mean, they can't be the only people in the galaxy who feel that way. So, you know, kind of it's, it's, it's sad, but you know, we, we get that story. We find out the motivations here. Now, uh, moving on, I do like, um, well, not the torture scene itself, but um, the torture droid. You know, it looks you know, recognize it from Return of the Jedi. It's um, the same model as Eight D Eight, who was in uh, Jabba's palace, uh, not the one. Uh, of course, who spoke to R2 and 3PO. He was the one actually doing some droid torturing in the background. So, nice reuse. Uh, maybe that's just what they're built for. But, yeah, I liked that they used that particular uh, droid uh, for the for the torture. Uh, you know, Rafa... You know, she gets tortured, she doesn't tell him anything, gets taken back to her cell. Then when it's Trace's turn, um, I like how she feigns um, fainting and then uses it as a chance to escape and is running like crazy down the hallway. <laughs> that, that was amusing, the way she's trying to escape. And, um, but she manages to free, you know, some of her kinder figures and uh, the sisters get, well, Ahsoka frees her and... Rafa, I have to pause and get the sisters right. Rafa and Trace. <laughs> um, you know, Ahsoka and Rafa get out because Ahsoka used the Force. You know, I mean, she's been careful the whole time about using the Force when she's not being noticed. Um, but I would imagine especially so since she now knows why uh, the sisters don't like the Jedi. Whether that comes out next week or not, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, good. Just good escape sequence here. Uh, it's got some fun moments, <clears throat> and we get to the scene where they're trying to leap over the re retracting bridge and get away yeah, from the like the prison citadel. Um, of course, you know, Soka uses the force uh, to push Trace towards uh, the other side, and I really like. I mean, okay, obviously, Rafa doesn't really still like Ahsoka and you know she's would be more than fine leaving her behind um, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be sad if she fell <laughs> and then of course Ahsoka does her Jedi leap over 
not only the chasm, but the sisters. <laughs> that, that was good acting. Um, um, by Brigitte and Elizabeth uh, doing the sisters um, when they thought Ahsoka had gone down. And, and actually, X9, I mean, you know, this is her role. She, uh, she's great as Ahsoka. Although, I will talk about it next week about where we may see Ahsoka again. I'll save it for the uh, arc wrap up. So yeah, just, just yeah, the voice work with all three here is great. Um, and so you know, there's they're in like the city around the citadel, which, like I say, love the love the design here, love the animation. Um, you know, it keeps them on the same planet, but it gives them different things to do. And um, yeah, they kind of killed a guy there when. <laughs> You know, they're holding the one pike um, while the the lift is going up. and it, I mean, it should be bisecting the dude. Because I mean, we've seen that in, uh, it was, I mean, it was the guy's arms in Total Recall. But, you know, there's been other movies where somebody gets split in two by an elevator going up and their torso gets is on the other side. We didn't see anything, but yeah, they, they totally killed him. <laughs> I thought, well, let's settle for the kids. Kids haven't watched this episode, so I don't really have their reaction to it. When I was doing my uh, notes last night, the uh, Padawan had already fallen asleep, so I just went ahead and did this. Um, I did like, you know, the the you know, it was a weak way and hammerhead that they had set free earlier. Thorian. On a side note, I mean, that, that was a fun thing. Like, the younger listeners may not realize this, but, you know, when we had the Kenner figures, they didn't bother with the names and the backgrounds. It was Walrus Man and Hammerhead and Snaggletooth, you know, not just the descriptors. And But we, we didn't care. We, we had the figures. And then it wasn't until... What, 87 when they did the uh, West End game and they had to come up with names and everything so it's you know Momal Neda on the Athorian and um, Pandababa on the Aqualish you know you you, you know you all, all, most a lot of you are used to uh, the species and uh, the character names no we just had our you know Hammerhead and Snaggletooth but you know whatever and there were two Snaggletooths. That's why I said blue earlier, because, side note, <laughs> when they were designing Snaggletooth, or the, I don't even remember the species. Anyway, the Snaggletooth was just sitting at one of the booths in the cantina, so they didn't exactly know how tall he was. So they made him, I think when he came out with like the cantina playset, they made him tall and wearing a blue um, space jumpsuit. But then they were like, no, he's supposed to be really short. So when they released him on a card in the Kenner line, they made him about the same height as a Jawa. And then I uh, gave him a red jumpsuit. So there's two different, yeah, there was our first variant, I believe. Well, if not in, I could do a whole episode on Kenner stuff, but 
because you had like cloth capes on the Jawas versus plastic and all that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so there were two Snaggletooths. So we got to see Blue Snaggletooth in this episode. And you've got Hammerhead and a Weequay um, running around after they had been released by um, Trace. So I thought that was a nice callback. Um, the, the the drunk alien asking for money, you know, he gets them in trouble because he bumps into the pikes and they've got the hologram up like the wanted poster. Which I like the use of the holograms as wanted posters. Um, I loved it in Rogue One because they had um, in Jetta City they had um, they were looking for Bodhi Rook, of course, and they you know had just a mugshot. Later on, being used in the Mandalorian when when this the bounty pucks or the like the headshots, yeah. But here the Pikes are using full holograms of the probably security camera, you know, security holograms. Um, so drunk, you know, the wino turns him in. <laughs> so they're they're still being chased, and this is where we get to an important part of the episode because uh, Bo-Katan is there. You know, once again, voiced by Katie Sackhoff. And this is, I mean, it's no surprise because it was in the trailer and the poster. It's setting up Ahsoka and Bo-Katan's relationship uh, during the Siege of Mandalore. And they had encountered each other before, as Bo, Bo says. And then when you know, she's watching from afar, she's joined by a couple more Mandalorians. And one of whom, who I thought for sure, based on the voice, was the armorer from the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I was like, because now I haven't. Let me just say, I haven't seen the Mando episodes of Rebels in a while, so I forgot what the Rens sounded like besides Sabine. So when I'm watching this scene, I thought, "Holy crap, is the armorer like when she was younger?" Um, that's pretty cool. Um, Turns out, if you, uh, and you and a lot of people <clears throat> notice this, and I've seen other people have the same problem. Uh, it, it turns out it's Ursa Wren. It's Sabine's mom. Is the other speaking Mandalorian? Uh, Sharmila uh, Devar is doing the voice. Yeah, I, as soon as I thought it was the armor, I waited for the credits, and I thought it would see Emily Swallow, who was the armor on Mandalorian. No, it's Ursa Wren, which is totally cool. I was uh, surprised by that. Because we never saw Ursa on Clone Wars, just in Rebels. Because the Wrens weren't, weren't characters back then. They came up with Sabine for Rebels. Um, so we should see more of them next week, and then that'll help set up Siege of Mandalore. But we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool to see the Mandos. Um, you know, so the, the rest of the episode is uh, a couple of almost escapes like on the speeders and then um when ahsoka hijacks that um hauler vehicle and uh, they get surrounded um so they're back in prison as the episode ends i'm getting ready to wrap it up um you know the pikes still want their spice they don't they still don't know it's in space <laughs> so yeah i'm not sure how where it's going to go, you know, do the Mandos break them out? Do the sisters and Ahsoka find a way to actually get them some spice? I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
I just love that we got more of the Pikes here. Um, I mean, yeah, they were in some previous Clone Wars episodes. I loved that they were in that they were in Solo. It just the one on Kessel, but that was that was enough because that was totally awesome. Um, so yeah, just nice, you know, uh, some more serious tones here, but really liked uh, the the pursuit with the the Pikes. So that wraps it up for this episode, and I'll be back next week to, uh, I'll do a longer episode to wrap up the arc, and I will talk about some Ahsoka situations uh, in live action. <laughs> I've been debating on whether or not to talk about that because it's not official, but we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, just enjoying this arc, enjoying this last season of Clone Wars. Uh, Siege of Mandalore is probably going to blow us all away. So, uh, thank you for listening. Um, I, if you if you would like to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Radio Dakar at um, R A D I O D Q A R. Um, all the Radio Dakar episodes are on. Uh, most major podcast platforms, uh, Anchor.fm or the Anchor app. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Overcast, Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud. If you'd like to become a patron of the show and help support uh, the upkeep, you can do so at patreon.com slash radio Um But until next time, thank you for listening and may the force be with you. <laughs>